Hi, welcome to One Classroom at a Time, the podcast for K-12 school instructional leaders who are looking for ways to transform their instructional supervision practice. I'm your host, Amy Collier. My aim in each episode is to provide you concise, structured, and impactful advice on how to transform your practice of improving instruction at your site, one classroom at a time. Thank you for joining me today. Off we go. So when I became a site administrator, I started at the high school level and I was in charge of discipline. So getting into classrooms was very difficult, didn't seem to have time. And I'd always make the excuse of, oh, I don't want to bother the teacher, or I don't know where to stand, or I don't, I was just very shy to do it. And so it wasn't until I took a job as an assistant principal in an elementary school and made that switch so I could get the K-12 experience that I kind of bit the bullet and said, okay, I'm going to get into classrooms because I really need to know what's going on. I, I don't have a background in elementary curriculum. And I was really curious about, you know, at what grade do students learn this and that? And so I could sort of follow along with curriculum guides as in, and then go into classrooms and be able to see it in action. So um, what happened is I attended a really amazing workshop, workshop on summative informative teacher evaluation, and it gave me a lot of ideas on how to conduct short visits and then follow up with a quick note that would really just begin to open communication with teachers as well as build trust. And one of the organizational tools I used was just a simple spreadsheet that keep track of classrooms I visited each week. And I recorded what I saw, just, you know, a question or a comment. And the other tool was a, a note template. And it was like four to a page, very simple. I did it like on bright pink paper and uh, left it on the teacher's desk or the mailbox right after the walkthrough. And this paper had just two sentence stems. And one stem was, when I was in your classroom today, I saw your students and then I'd fill in what I saw. And then my second question would be, I wonder, this was a hard one to write at first because I didn't want it to come off like I was being critical. And truly, because I was in a new setting, I, I had a lot of wonderings just for my own edification. So some of the most uh, common questions that elicited the greatest number of follow-ups had to do with teachers asking me to uh, back to their classroom when students would be practicing practicing a skill they learned or to work with me related to the lessons. Uh, the comments were nuanced. I really definitely took my time to open that dialogue with the teacher. And for those who were being formally evaluated, um, having a follow-up conversation was sort of built in. But for those that I was just informally walking through, this really just kind of helped get that, that learning-focused relationship started because we were going to talk about their classroom practice. And what I found was I used less of a casual register when talking with teachers throughout the day and more of an academic one. And what I mean by that is instead of our interactions 
based being based around student behavior, bus duty, rainy day schedule, classroom supplies. Uh, side note, one of the biggest differences between secondary and elementary settings is the amount of laminate that is ordered for elementary teachers, especially around open house season. Anyway, what was most rewarding about the experience at the school were the conversations with teachers having a developed practice were given the opportunity to reflect on what they're doing well and what they might do better to meet the needs of their students. One teacher in particular stands out in my mind as someone who I have the strongest learning focus relationship, Mr. E. He had been at the school a very long time, was well liked by the staff, parents and students, and he was quite the practical joker. And being new, I was on the receiving end of some of his greatest hits. We developed a friendship around our common sense of humor, and the first time I visited him, his students were working independently on a math worksheet. I left a note with a question about what he found to be the most effective way to support the wide variety of math abilities in his classroom. Well, he showed up the next day in my office, very anxious, and explained that his students were um, completing the worksheet uh, and why. And he opened the door for me to ask self-reflective questions about his lesson, not for the purpose of justifying anything to me, but to begin to think about what he might do as a follow-up activity. Well, the next time I saw him, I was able to ask about how the students were doing, and in particular, that math concept, instead of talking about who would be the next victim of his whoopee cushion. Yeah, yeah, I was one of them. It did not mean that we didn't ever have casual conversations again. It meant that I now had the ability to lead with a dialogue about his practice and the progress of his students. Hey, I hope you found this episode inspiring. I'd love to hear from you. Please feel free to reach out and follow me on Twitter at Amy R. Collier or on Instagram at Amy Collier 5 Let me know how you're improving in your instructional leadership practice one classroom at a time.